Hello everybody and uh, welcome to the 17th of December which is also our 17th meeting on the third season and it is also a pretty auspicious um, coincidence because we are meeting here on the 17th of December. Some of you have already seen some of the stuff that I posted on Instagram uh, about how special today is. Today according to the uh, story of Rumi, I will talk about him after that quite a lot. And um, today the great poet died a while back. I think it was in the 13th century. We'll uh, see precisely what happened. In the 17th of December, he parted and he also informed everybody before he died that on his day of death, we shouldn't be sad or lament him, but actually we should be joyous that he is in union with the one, meaning that he got married to oneness, got married to the beloved right on the 17th of uh, December. So the 17th of December became this holiday of the union of the great poet Rumi, I think one of the greatest teachers we ever had, 17th of December. It's kind of interesting because it is always falling right in Sagittarius, the sign of poetry. And actually, it's ruled by Jupiter, which could be related to poetry, but it is a sign of teaching, the sign of um, foreign cultures, traveling, foreign traditions. And we'll see that, indeed, he was born very close to modern-day Afghanistan, lived in Persia for a while, and then went all the way westward toward Kenya. Uh, Kenya. Uh, Konya. You can see that there's a difference between me doing this at 8 o'clock uh, at night after doing like 7, 8 readings, a TV um, interview, a shoot also. So I'm a little bit um, maybe sluggish, so I apologize. And it's Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, so I have every right to be so. We also talk a little bit about Mercury retrograde leading us up. This week is a very important week. After all, we have the winter solstice. If you're living in the northern hemisphere, we have the south. In the south hemisphere, we have the summer solstice. But the winter solstice traditionally, according to the mythologies, is the gateway of the gods. And we're going to have it in December 22nd. We'll look it up in a second. And December 22nd is the day where Capricorn begins. Mercury is already retrograding in Capricorn. So we're definitely going to have quite a lot of Capricornish energy. And don't forget that Pluto, even though it's at the edge, edge, edge of Capricorn, is still in Capricorn. So we're definitely going to move into a period where we're going to have quite a lot of Capricornish energy. So let's start looking at what's happening in the week ahead. So today, like I said, we have a very special day. It's the day of the uh, anniversary of Rumi's death, which is also the anniversary of his wedding to God. So he and God celebrate every 17th of uh, December. I'm sure that um, God doesn't forget to bring him flowers, and I'm sure that Rumi reminds him. But anyway, we always have to remember that time because it's not so much about remembering Rumi because we all remember him, but remember his biggest last message, the last message for us that death and dying is actually something very beautiful. If you go to my Instagram page, I just put my uh, the video I made a few years ago or the song I made a few years ago that is inspired by one of his greatest poems. We'll go through the poem today. But if you have a moment, you can uh, check it out. So today, the moon is at the edge of Aquarius, about to move into Pisces. And because the moon is on top of Saturn, it could be a little bit more heavy uh, emotionally, uh, feeling a little bit more misunderstood a lot of time. But the good news is that tomorrow, on um, Monday, December 18, 
we are moving the moon is moving into Pisces and the moon passes Saturn so it's going to be much much easier and we have actually quite a lot of energy with Pisces we have Saturn in Pisces moon in Pisces and Neptune which is going to be in Pisces again until next year when he's going to transition into Aries but he's in his sign now and that means that he's going through a return of when he was discovered. Neptune was discovered in the middle of the 19th century, the spring of nations, the discovery of uh, spiritualism, of yoga brought from India to England, the golden dawn, the interest in astrology and Kabbalah and all of that movement. And the same thing was going on for the last, since 2012, that we are much more connecting to the mystic part. But the moon in Pisces is a very good for everything that has to do with your intuition, your gut feelings, and in general, dreams, dreams. Pay attention to your dreams in the next few days because not only we have the moon in Pisces, which is opening the gateway of the dreaming, but Saturn in Pisces, it makes it much more concrete, much more grounded, much more relevant in a sense. And Neptune in Pisces just open up even more the energies of um, mysticism for us. And again, talking about this week because of the solstice, because of Rumi's uh, anniversary, we definitely have quite a lot of phenomena that can be described as very mystical. And Mercury retrograde should not be undermined or underestimated. Mercury retrograde is a time where you are much more connected to your inner world. So remember, the retrograde brings inward. The planet goes direct, it goes outward. It's almost like the planets themselves are breathing or doing this cat-cow uh, posture. So Mercury, the messenger of the gods, going inward. The messengers are coming from inside or going inward. So it's actually very conducive for dreams, especially because Mercury on Monday, uh, the messenger is retrograde, inward, and sending a beautiful sextile, which is a click to the moon in Pisces. Again, very, very positive for intuition and very practical element of intuition. So that's going to be very, very positive. And again, when we have Neptune in Pisces, it means that on Tuesday, we're going to have Neptune, who is the channeling energy or the channeling messenger, sending beautiful energy to the moon because the moon and Neptune are going to be conjunct on Tuesday. But definitely the week begins with the moon in Pisces. It's not the most practical moon. And because it's a little bit more uh, forgetful and a little bit more absent-minded with the Mercury retrograde, we can expect even in the news there's going to be more situation where there could be misunderstanding, miscommunication, some issues stemming up from all of that. And also, uh, Monday is a day when we actually enjoy the moon in Pisces because the day after, which is uh, Tuesday, December 19, yes, the moon is going to be on top of Neptune, which is a great conjunction, again, for movement, for dance, for meditation, for your imagination, for photography, uh, feeling things. So I wouldn't dismiss any kind of um, intuition or any kind of insights you have. Even some people tell you you're crazy. It actually could mean that you're right about what you're feeling. The only problem is that we can get more sensitive about it because the moon and the sun on Tuesday are squaring. So that's not the most comfortable thing. It happens twice a month that we have the moon crescent. So what is happening on Tuesday is that the moon is, yes, it's growing, which is great, all the way up until uh, December 27th, when we're going to have the full moon but in Cancer. But 
it is now the first crescent. And the crescent is a time of um, a square. And a square always represents lack of satisfaction, a feeling that people are not getting us the right way, problems between sun and moon, between the mother and father. We're going to have it, of course, in two weeks. So there might be some issues that come up right now in this week that in two weeks can be resolved when the last crescent of the waning moon is going to happen. Because the moon is also going to square Mars tomorrow, sorry, on Tuesday, again, the instinct is to fight, the instinct is to shoot first and then wonder who I was shooting and why I was shooting that person. And because Mars and Neptune are also squaring, there is definitely a big feeling of uh, being forced into action that we might rather not take. So that is going to be very much uh, guiding us on Tuesday. It's the day of Mars. So the fact that Mars is not having the best time is unfortunate. The good news about Tuesday is that Mars is sending a beautiful energy to the North Node. We talked about it last week that as we progress in this week towards the solstice, we have something interesting with the Mar with Mars and Chiron, Mars, but more than anything with the North Node and the South Node. The North Node is in Aries that is ruled by Mars. So the fact that Mars is sending a trine, a beautiful flow of energy to the North Node, is a really good thing. It means that maybe memories of you being a fighter, a warrior from past lifetime is resurrecting. Now that I think about it, it's kind of interesting because here in Bulgaria, for some reason, before I go to sleep every day, either to torture myself or to remember something I have forgotten, I discovered a band of brothers. You know, it was from 2001. I don't know how I skipped it. But anyway, that's what I'm watching all day, all night. People shooting each other, World War II, D-Day and all that. That's very much Mars in a... Sagittarius, foreign places, warriors, sending energies of remembrance from the North Node. So you might feel this feeling of memories, echoes of memories of you being a warrior, a fighter. And because, you know, we are a species of uh, warriors, most likely, statistically speaking, you were a fighter, a warrior a few times in your long, long lifetime since uh, the beginning of Homo sapiens, or if you go back even to uh, Homo erectus. I'm sure that uh, Homo erectus did some kind of damage to other Homo erectus or whatever he encountered. So yes, it could bring up some of that energy because it's a trine it's not necessarily a bad thing it could connect you to the warrior that wants you to achieve something to to fight for something that's important so again on tuesday the day of mars even though mars is having a hard time with the moon and neptune forget that mars is sending a trine to the north node awakening memories from past lifetime that could be very beneficial now remember even though mercury is retrograde he's still sending a beautiful line to jupiter uh, this week monday tuesday so you can Hold on to it. You see, if you look at the chart, a beautiful triangle forming. So Tuesday is kind of a fire day that is good, a water day that is not so good. So emotions can be a little bit too much up and down, but the action could flow pretty well. But there could be a discrepancy between what your, your intuition tells you to do and what you actually end up doing. So pay attention to that. Another thing that's happening, which is nice, is the Nor uh, Minerva and Venus are together, coming together. V Minerva is basically chasing after Venus, but she's sending beautiful energy to the moon and Neptune. Neptune and Venus uh, represent the higher octave. I mean, Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. It's all about art, romance, beautiful energy. So again, Tuesday is a double-edged sword, but overall, it's not terrible if you know how to manage your feelings. On Wednesday, December 20th, we are uh, moving into the moon in Aries. So we have like this movement towards Aries before we get into Capricorn on December 22nd. So the moon in Aries, 
Chiron in Aries, the North Node in Aries. We have the Sun and Mars in Sagittarius. So there is fire. So we're moving from Monday, Tuesday being very watery into Wednesday, Thursday, a little bit of Friday also being very fiery. So it's action, it's movement, especially on Thursday is a very, very good for action day for action. Now, again, Mercury is still retrograde in Capricorn. Mercury rather retrograde in Capricorn than retrograde in Sagittarius, which will happen in a few days, probably on the solstice just to annoy us. But we have a very flowing energy again still from Mars to the North Node. That's going to be stronger and stronger because the North Node always goes backward. That's why it represents karma, past lifetime. Mars is going forward. So if something goes backward and forward at the same time their speed is coming together even more so we are definitely gonna have more and more karmic connection especially with men younger men or with a, a warrior inside of you with action and again that mars sending beautiful energy to chiron to the north node and the moon is going to be more supporting in thursday so that's going to be very very helpful besides that we have um Anything else that's kind of uh, out of the ordinary? Um, not so much. I mean, Mercury, unfortunately, is saying goodbye to Jupiter because Mercury is retrograding away from Jupiter. Um, actually, Mer Jupiter is also retrograde, but Mercury is much faster. But they're still holding on to that trine. I told you that connection, which can be very, very positive uh, for us between the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. So philosophy and logic come together. Ideas flow very, very well. Um, the... Sun-Neptune square that is starting in Tuesday. In Wednesday, it's slowly parting away. So that's actually pretty good. And if we look on Thursday, which is uh, one day before the, uh, equino the solstice, depends where you are in the world, we have the moon sending a trine to the sun, which is great. And the moon is touching the north node. Instinct about memories from past lifetimes. That's a time where you might do something, meet someone, connect to somebody that is related to past lifetime. And because Venus is catching up with Neptune, the trine between Venus and Neptune is going to get stronger and stronger. But that's one of the best things that's happening next week. So next week is definitely going to be guided by that Venus-Neptune trine forming stronger and stronger ties, which is really positive, especially for um, anything to do with imagination and research, anything that has to do with passion and mysticism you can call it tantric yoga um, a connection but really it is about even tapping into memories of you as an artist so it's kind of interesting this week is memories of being an artist and a peace lover and memories of being a fighter and a warrior but it's always happening like that there's always these crazy storms happening around the uh, solstices and the equinoxes so Mercury is still retrograde in Capricorn, is coming to the edge of Capricorn and the border with Aquarius. But on Thursday, Mercury and Saturn are sending a beautiful sextile to each other. And sextiles always talk about doors that open and close. So we have to kind of sneak in. The interesting thing about Thursday, if you look at the chart, you see that Saturn there is not getting any negative energy, any kind of problematic aspect from any planet. You literally have a Saturn sending beautiful energy to Mercury. Great for business, closing deals, selling, buying. I mean, buying maybe because Mercury retrograde might not be the best thing. But hey, if you forgot to get some of your holidays gift, that's, that's not a bad time Thursday. Uh, you might actually get some deals. 
And Saturn is sending beautiful energy to Vesta, the goddess of uh, uh, the hearth, the home, the family. So that's a great time to erect your tree if you haven't or to decorate it. And Saturn is sending beautiful energy to Jupiter, which is always good. So Jupiter is retrograding while Saturn is moving forward. So their sextile is going to be even tighter in the weekend, which is great. So definitely we have beautiful flow of energy between the Sun, Mercury and because we are getting closer and closer for um, the moon being in Taurus, which is where Jupiter and Uranus is, we're going to have a weekend, which is going to be the weekend of success with the moon moving into Taurus. So Thursday, very positive energy for Saturn. What is Saturn? Discipline, persistence, endurance, making plans for the future. Very positive energy in that respect. So that's definitely continues the tight connection between Venus and Neptune. The promise of next week is already starting to flow with us and the moon and the sun on Thursday creating a trine. So you'll see that on Thursday, Friday, we have more trines than squares, meaning more flow than necessarily restriction and challenges. And on Friday, the day of Venus, we have the solstice it is the gateway of the gods it is a wonderful day so solstice december 22nd 22nd is always a great number it's uh basically the master number the master builder it's related to the 22 hebrew letters the 22 major arcana so we have on friday the day of venus we have the solstice the winter solstice called the gateway of the gods because any god that respects himself was born at that time. Apollo, Artemis, his twin sister, obviously. Uh, Artis, Marduk, all the gang. Osiris, Horus, wherever you know, he's got born there. That's one of the reasons why 350, 400 years after Jesus died, they decided to make him a, a Capricorn, even though he was an Aries, just to get him in touch with all the rest of the gods and goddesses so he's not lonely. And that day specifically... On this year, December 22nd of 2023, we actually have a few good things happening for us. First, a lot of conjunction. Conjunction means intensity of energy. And because it is the gateway of the gods, and for me, the gateway of the god means that you can connect to your higher self. There is a very strong link between you and your guardian angel or your spirit. We have the sun on top of Mercury, great energy for communication, sales, marketing, uh, putting things together, building bridges. At the same time, the moon is sending beautiful energy to the sun. It's a connection between the masculine and the feminine, yin, yang, mother, father. Same time, the moon, emotion, is sending beautiful energy to Mercury, logic. At the same time, the moon is exalted in Taurus on top of Jupiter, literally five degrees, both of them. And that means that the energy that is exalted in by the moon is enhanced even more and giving us a lot of connection to beauty, art, design, feeling satisfaction. And even the party pooper, um, the black moon, Lilith, is sending beautiful energy. She wasn't invited, but still, she's not cursing the event. She's just uh, sending some roses. Yeah, not poisoned roses, maybe black roses, but at least it's beautiful. So we have this conspiracy to do something good in our life. So that's really good. And at the same time, the trine is closing between Venus and Neptune. Literally, it's going to be very hard to find something bad about Friday. It doesn't mean that it's going to be the best day ever, but it means that you have the tools and the ladder that you can have 
to climb to where you need to be and to create what you want in your life. Again, Saturn is still clean from any kind of negativity, sending beautiful energy to the sun and to Mercury before it was only just Mercury, sending great energy to still Vesta, the goddess of the hearth, and sending amazing energy to the moon and Jupiter. In other words, it is a very blessed day. And Mercury is still in Capricorn retrograde. I think only on Sunday is going to start retrograde in the exiled Saturn, uh, Sagittarius. But right now, for the uh, solstice, we have definitely the doors opening. So if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and it's kind of dark and you're going through your winter blues, there is kind of an injection uh, of something positive. The, the planets are massaging you and it could really open up. If we look at chakras that are connected to that, the sun, the heart, Mercury, the connector here, um, Mars, the sexual energy, we have the moon, the third eye, Jupiter, the solar plexus, all of them are actually sending beautiful energy. So definitely we are blessed with this solstice. It should be a great time and it's happening on Friday, which is the day of Venus, which is always good. If you're looking for a great date, a day for date, definitely go for the solstice, the gateway of the gods and goddesses. Saturday, December 23rd, Sat Mercury is moving into Sagittarius. And Mercury in Sagittarius retrograde is going to have a harder time. Mercury was tracking up with Capricorn. You know, the air is really thin up in the mountains of Capricorn, but Mercury is fine. He's, 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 he's totally fine. He's the ruler of Gemini, so he has, uh, uh, he has some auxiliary oxygen. But when he goes to Sagittarius, which is exile, he feels a little bit lost. So literally, Mercury is very good in direction, but suddenly he's in the land of Sagittarius. It keeps swifting and changing and shifting around, and it's very, very difficult for him to make sense where he is. He's very far from home. He's very from, far from Gemini. And not only that, he's opposite to Vesta, who is in Gemini. So there's a little bit of discord, maybe in the family, maybe around the family. But still, Mercury is still getting some good vibes there. It's not completely um, alone, but it's not as easy. So from Saturday, December 23rd, all the way up until January 2nd, we are going to have Mercury causing more trouble with its retrograde. So if you felt like, oh, this Mercury retrograde is kind of easy, eh... Be careful. Don't open your mouth to the devil because literally it's going to move into a sign that is not easy for him to handle. And he's going to retrograde towards Mars. So you can say that next week can be a little bit more violent, a little bit more intense. Um, if I'm thinking about a time that maybe there could be more a possibility for a ceasefire or less fighting, if you talk about Gaza or the Red Sea, wherever... It might be Friday. That's going to be a great day to come to some kind of conclusion. But if not, then in Saturday, there's going to be a lot of glitches. So we'll have to pay attention to that. The moon is still in Taurus, the moon of success, and she's going to be on top of Uranus. So not only Mercury is moving into some kind of exile situation, also the moon is going to be on top of El Loco, the crazy one. So there could be unpredictable, crazy things happening on Saturday. As you can see, Saturn is still energetically open, but he's starting to lose some of those cords that are good, which means that pretty soon he's going to give it to us. But let's wait next week to see what's happening. But the moon is going to be still in Taurus, the moon of success. Spend time in nature. Uh, just watch it because out of the blue, you're spending time in nature and a bear uh, comes at you because of that Uranus. So it depends where you are. Maybe there's no bears there. There's jaguars. Um, Sunday, December 24, we're getting close to um, Christmas. 
that day, uh, what is happening that day? So we can do it's Christmas Eve. The moon is moving into Gemini, which is not too bad. Gemini has to do with communication, networking, uh, putting things together. It's kind of a, a interesting energy that um, will help you at least with some communication in the family or if you're driving to your family or, or, or traveling there, it could be helpful. Definitely the moon in Gemini can help with travel while Mercury in Sagittarius, especially international travel, can be a little bit more problematic, especially because again, Mercury is now threatening to come closer and closer to Mars, the god of war. So just to pay extra attention there. Anything else? Yes, we are starting to have some opposition for Saturn. Saturn is losing his patience of being so nice for so long. And Saturn is going to be squaring the moon on Sunday. A little bit more strife with family members. Um, but the good news is that Jupiter is kind of helping us because he's going to create a sextile with Saturn definitely on Christmas. So that's going to definitely help that Saturn focus and Jupiter expansion are coming together. Most of your gifts are actually going to be things that you like, uh, hopefully the right size and so forth. So that's going to be very helpful. And the fact that Saturn is sending such good energy to the hearth and a lot of people are going to spend with family uh, next to their tree. The tree becomes, in a sense, the hearth, the, the keeper of the flame, in a sense. In this case, it's the flame of uh, a tradition. That would be great, especially having Saturn, uh, the sun sending very strong positive energy to Jupiter. So what's happening next week? The good news is that at least in the beginning of next week, we have the sun trining Jupiter and also trining the black moon. So even if you have an in-law that's always misbehaving, they kind of seem like they're flowing pretty well uh, for Christmas. Yeah, I want to take one more day for uh, December 25 which is actually the day of Christmas. It's the day of the moon. The moon, again, is still in Gemini, but the moon is going to be opposite uh, to Mars. So there's going to be a little bit. The moon I'm looking for for Christmas because the moon is home and family. So it kind of makes sense that we should look at it. But the interesting thing about the moon is she's sending a great uh, sextile, a beautiful sextile to um, the moon to Chiron, so a lot of healing, a lot of overcoming old wounds, even wounds from your childhood. You know, a lot of us are going to travel Christmas and stay where we used to live or stay in the room where we used to stay, where we used to be during um, our teenage time. So, you know, it's kind of weird with dreams. It's kind of um, strange feeling going maybe home after so long. But instead of having old wounds, maybe the wounds will come, but there's going to be some space for healing. Definitely because Mercury retrograde can heal. So the important thing is to communicate, to speak. Moon is family, Gemini communication. Speak your mind. Don't keep it inside of you. And now the other thing that's happening in that day is the Neptune squaring uh, Mercury. That's not the easiest with communication. It can cause deception, illusions. People might be saying certain things that might, they might regret. But regardless of that, the, the absolute trine between Venus and Neptune, it's very rare, maybe it happens twice a year or so, is happening on Christmas. So that's beautiful. Look at it. Venus is 24 degrees Scorpio, sending a beautiful trine to Neptune, 24 degrees Pisces. That's literally uh, like eating a beautiful, sweet chocolate cake. Very tasty. You know, it's something very comforting, very nice, a lot of intuition. So the fact that the moon is having a good time, the fact that Venus and, Merc and Neptune is having a good time, that's really good. And the sun, three degrees. Yeah, the sun is sending also the trine up there to Jupiter. So overall, there is something comforting on December 25 and 26 and 27. So that should be helpful uh, for Christmas. 
What I wanted to share with you a little bit is um, some things about um, the 17th today. So first of all, it's kind of interesting how Mercury retrograde works, of course. It's always interesting to look at what he does because he's the trickster and he's like full of surprises and he's the greatest magician ever. So Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. Remember we talked about Capricorn being tradition, conservative energy. And remember we badmouth uh, moms for liberty because they're a ridiculous organization. It's a national uh, right-winged advocacy group. It was born in Florida along with the virus. Uh, so you can imagine how good it is. Uh, as a response to COVID-19 school closures and mask mandates. They, they rode that wave and then quickly they, they showed their real colors that it's not about masks and it's not about viruses. It's not about school. They couldn't care less. It's about banning, banning books, uh, going against um, LGBTQ. Uh, they were terrible. You know, they, they pop up in some countries every so often. And what happened when Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn, which is the sign of tradition, one of its founder, main founder, Bridget Zeigler, apparently, recently told the police that she and her husband, who is under criminal investigation for sexual assault, had a consensual sexual encounter with another woman, which means that they had um, a lesbian love affair. Uh, the perceived disconnect between her public stances and private life fueled intense pressure for her to resign uh, it's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's just so sad that people that are have a tendency maybe or have an orientation towards a same-sex connection sometimes tend to be the most uh, anti-gay. So it's always there is the correlation. I think there was a study that they did with um, the more homophobic you are, the more chances that you are gay. But anyway, they called here in New York Times. They're very nice. And they told her and they basically name her. What did they say? Um, disconnect. It, this is not disconnect. This is what we talked about so much as cognitive dissonance. It's the, it's the plague uh, of um, social media. It's the plague of uh, disinformation that we are going under. But Mercury retrograde, go for it. Exposed it. Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. Now I want to talk about something really nice, and I want to talk about uh, one of my heroes, uh, Rumi. Um, and some of you who live in um, Turkey uh, know I mean, know him by Mevlana. But in 30 of September 2007, uh, 1207, and 1207, yeah, he was born, making him a Libra, and he died on the 17th of December today at um, uh, in Konya. And I went a few years ago to Konya to actually visit uh, the place to kind of create a pilgrimage because I really do uh, connect to him. And one of the things that I love using Rumi, you know, like the some way that in the Renaissance they use Virgil a lot for that, is to take a book of um, uh, Rumi. Let's imagine this book is the book of Rumi and then ask a question and just randomly open and touch your finger, your, your Jupiter finger in a passage or in a sentence and read it as an answer and I have to admit I got answers about my green card answers about relationships that I didn't listen but it's not Rumi's fault and the answers are always very very precise because Rumi is down to earth and again Libra it's very good with justice but anyway he was born in all the way close to Afghanistan like I said before, uh, he wrote mainly in Persian, Iran, a Persian, and then he died in Konya, and the Sufism is very much uh, around him. I mean, he, of course, Sufism was older, but he gave it a very big push. And the interesting thing about him is that he met uh, 
Shams. And Shams was his mentor, his um, beloved. And it's interesting because he met him right when he was 36 years old. And 36, as you know, is a Jupiter return. You have it at the age of 12, 24, 36. It's basically every 12 years. You get a kick from Jupiter. Jupiter is the teacher. Jupiter is the um, creator of expansion and wisdom and knowledge. And there he meets his teacher on 15th of November, which happens to be Sagittarius, 1244. He was 36 years old. And a Saturn return after that is when he died. It's almost as if he needed to leave a Saturn return after he met his, uh, his guru, in a sense, in order to say, enough is enough. It's time for me to marry God. The reason why he's called Rumi, one, of, one person asked me, and that is because uh, that is the way to say Rome. So because it was Byzantine, just before Rumi moved there, uh, Byzantine, before, Byz- before the Turks basically took over, it was um, called Rum, the Sultan, even after it was conquered, it was called the Sultanate of, of Rum, Rum as in Rome, and that's why Rumi is um, from Rome, well, not Rome the city, but the area, the province of Rome. So that's why it's called Rumi, Mevlana is called uh, in, um, in Turkish, in Afghanistan, they also call him very similarly. And his actual name, Jalal Adin, means in Arabic, the glory of the faith. And I think about it. His poems are really the glory of the faith, uh, unlike some people who blow up in the name of uh, God and think they are the glory of faith. So, again, this is a day to commemorate Ruby, Rumi. One of the best things you can do is maybe find a Rumi poem you like and uh, read it. My favorite Rumi poem is I Died as a Mineral, and I think it's so beautiful. I got a lot of goosebumps when I used to read it for the first few times, and that's why I decided to make my own version of the song. You can hear it again on Instagram. He says, I died as a mineral and became a plant. I died as a plant and became an animal. I died as an animal and I was human. Why should I fear? When was I less by dying? Which is like an amazing sentence. Sorry, it's my... uh Injection. Yet once more I shall die to soar with angel blessed. But even from angelhood I must pass on. All except God perishes. Very similar to Buddhism. All things are impermanent. Only when I have given up my angel soul shall I become what no mind has ever conceived. Oh, let me not exist, for non existence proclaims in organ tones to God we shall return. So what I did is I took this, um, this concept, this idea that we should never be afraid of dying because every time you die, you basically resurrected something more. I always teach it in the class of reincarnation that even when we upload a program on the computer, the computer itself asks us to help him die and not sleep. Sleep is not enough in order for the program to be uh, assimilated. And then when you turn on the computer and you is resurrecting up, then the computer is smarter. The computer has that program assimilated. Same thing with us. We assimilate. We, we get a lot of downloads. We can't really use it yet. After we die and process it, we're born better. So he was born. He was, he was all rock. Then he became a plant. Then he became an animal. Then he became a human. And also as a human, he's going to let go, become an angel. But angel also is not the, the, the end of it. Then eventually he will die as an angel to become one with God, with his beloved. So what I did is I thought about my spiritual resume and then I thought, okay, I probably was a born a weed 
And no, no, no. I started off with a rock on Pele. Pele is Hawaii. I always, when I went to Hawaii and I met Pele, the, 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 the amazing um, volcano in uh, Maui. And then, of course, it's the same volcano. It just moves around. And now she's uh, very active in the big island. I felt like I was there, but as a rock, you know, as a rock. I was a rock in Hawaii. And then I died as a rock. And I felt like I was born a weed, maybe on Mount Sinai. No, Mount Sinai, the mount that gave uh, uh, the Torah to humanity. And then I died as a weed because a goat came to eat me. And then I was uh, born a monkey. And even as a monkey, I had to die because one day I climbed too high on a certain um, tree just to watch the stars because I was, I guess I was a monkey astrologer. And that's when I fell down, smashed, and I became human. And I basically follow the logic of Rumi, and that's the origin of the song. So I hope you like it if you listen to it. Uh, you can just put also on uh, YouTube, Monkey, Weed and Stone, and you'll probably see the, um, the video. The video was done by uh, Mao Kaplan, who is a f- son of my very dear friend, and also he became a friend. So it's one of his first projects that he did a while back. So... That's what I wanted to talk about today on the 17th um, of December on our 17th meeting. And I really wish you an amazing uh, solstice and wherever you celebrate it, an amazing Christmas. And we will meet next week on the next stage of the year. Uh, thanks a lot for you guys. I can see some of your trees, which is kind of nice. Uh, I... Uh, Hey, Belinda, (laughs) I got your message and um, love you all. And I hope you guys are having a great uh, week and thanks a lot and love from Sofia. Next time we'll be from Haifa. Thanks a lot and Merry Christmas.